All right, Alexander, let's talk about the long-range missiles, the Storm Shadow missiles that the UK has uh, has green greenlit to give to Ukraine, which I imagine they've already given it to Ukraine. I imagine that all of this has been done with the approval of the United States, uh, the US. They, they really get the, the best of both worlds here because they get the missiles sent to Ukraine and they have no accountability either. So, I mean, they... They're fine with this. Uh, actually, I imagine they're very happy with this. So why the UK goes through with this stuff is beyond me. But, you know, if they they take the decision to do this for for the benefit of, of the Biden White House, then okay. I mean, what can you say? But, um, you know, these uh, these missiles, I've, I've read various uh, analysis of these long-range missiles, which have to be, from what I understand, uh, launched by uh, um, a fighter jet. Um, from what I understand, these missiles will uh, prolong the war, but they will not be uh, the wonder weapon. They're going to prolong the conflict, but they're not going to be the wonder weapon. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts with, well, with these the first uh, thing, missiles? Well, the, the first thing to say is that I strongly suspect that the idea to supply these missiles to Ukraine has actually come from our old friends in Washington. Um, the, the military in Washington does not want to supply attackers missiles to Ukraine, these missiles to Ukraine. They don't want to deplete their stocks. They don't want to be put in a position where they're going head to head with the Russians by supplying long range missiles to Ukraine. So what's happened is that, you know, the usual team in the National Security Council and the State Departments have come along to London. And I have to be very controlled in my language now. And they said, look, we can't supply these missiles because the military in Washington is opposed to it. Can you do it instead? And you've got these nice storm shadow missiles. They've got the same range as the Attackums missiles. Ukraine needs long range missiles. So we can't do it. Our military won't let us do it. Why don't you do it for us? And the British crazily have agreed and this has been, for me, one of the most shocking things. Now, let me say a few things about the Storm Shadow. I'm not an expert on military technologies. Far from it. But I have had some people who provided me with some information about this system. You're quite right. It's launched from aircraft. Now, it's got a 300-kilometer range. So the Russians know will know very quickly and very very soon where those aircraft are located. They'll keep track on where those aircraft are. They will obviously take steps to shoot down these aircraft before the missiles are launched. The missiles themselves are subsonic. They are not supersonic missiles like the Attackums missiles are. The Attackums missiles fly at three times the speed of sound. The um, sh storm shadow missiles fly at less than the speed of sound. So attackers missiles are much, much faster. These missiles, these storm shadow missiles, are low observable, but they are not stealthy. <laughs> and they're not even, so I understand, especially sophisticated. Now, I think think that they will cause problems for the Russians, 
But I doubt that they are so great that the Russian air defence system won't be able to cope with them to some degree. So yes, some targets in Russia and in Crimea might be hit. There might be more strikes on the Kerch Bridge, which would be extremely sensitive for the Russians. But I don't think, as you correctly said, it's going to be any sort of game changer. And the Russians are furious. And the British have set themselves up as mugs. Because what do we gain from this? We're just giving Ukraine long-range missiles, which the United States, the mighty United States, doesn't want to do. To what end and for what purpose? We're just going to annoy the Russians even more than they are already annoyed with us. They're furious with us because we're supplying depleted uranium shells to Ukraine. Now we've compounded that by supplying storm shadow missiles. They're not enough to change the outcome of the war. They're not powerful enough to change the outcome of the war. They're just going to prolong it a little, cause more people to die, and make the Russians angry with us even more. Yeah, but you, you, get, you get back to this thinking, which is that... Uh... For the last year and a half, uh, Russia hasn't done anything to the collective West. People ask, what can Russia do? Maybe nothing. I mean, I don't, probably nothing. They probably can't do anything to the UK or to um, Poland or the Baltics or the USA or anything like that. But, you know, there, there's that argument that a lot of uh, people have, and you see it on social media a lot, which is that, um, you know, Russia's inaction over the past year and a half to, to, to respond to these types of provocations from uh, the collective West, it just leads the collective West to continue to, to do more and more because of the collective West. And I've seen many um, um, mainstream media journalists report this, and they say that you know Russia's sent it. Send the send the uh, the long range missiles. Send yeah. the attack them. Send the send the nuclear weapons. It, Russia's not going to do anything anyway. I mean, yes. you you actually do read that, and no, you also read that with nuclear weapons too. By the uh, way, there have I been have, officials yeah, absolutely. who have, have said that. that. Yeah, yeah. I so I mean, that. I've seen that. I mean, myself, it's it's a debate. Yeah. There is that debate yeah. where on the one side people say, "Well, what do you expect Russia to do? What can they do? They can't really do anything. Do you want World War Three? Do you want a nuclear war?" And then there's the other side. Which says, yeah, but if Russia doesn't do anything, well, then, you know, these collective West countries are just going to keep on escalating and escalating under the belief, which has been proven so far, so far, it has been proven that Russia will not uh, do anything to them. I'm yes. not saying in the war in Ukraine, to, to them. It is it is entirely valid argument. I mean, it's, it's a point that you hear many people make. And, I, I, you know, one has to say straight away that there is a lot of to it. I mean, I do not believe, for example, that the Russians will retaliate to the supply to these this supply of storm shadow missiles by targeting Britain directly. And I don't think I think that they would calculate that isn't in their interests, and they're not going to do it. So I mean, in that respect, it's understandable why British political leaders do have this sense of impunity about it. But of course. About about you know making decisions like this, but of course this is 
Well, two things to say. First of all, it is reckless because there might come a point when the Russians do feel that they have to respond in a more aggressive way over the course of this conflict. And there's been reports, for example, that the Russians very recently came very close to shooting down a British surveillance aircraft near Crimea. You know, might happen. I mean, there may come a point when the Russians do say enough. And then what do we do? But, of course, there's, there's the medium-term, not even long-term, damage that is being done along the way. I mean, you know, the Russians are now absolutely clear that Britain, amongst all the Western powers, even more than the United States, is their enemy. They're not going to be investing in the city of London anymore. Well, that's, I mean, that's gone conclusively. And, of course... They, they might decide to retaliate against Britain in all kinds of different ways that they can do. You know, British interests are located all over the world, in the Middle East, for example, in all sorts of places. And you can't simply say that because the Russians aren't lobbing a missile at London, thank God, <laughs> that this comes with no consequences. It would be a very, very unwise and reckless thing for people in London to think. And it also means, by the way, that if Ukraine does go down, we, owe the we own the debacle. We are so invested in this that there will be political consequences for us if, we, if, it, all goes, if it all goes wrong. I wonder, does the leadership in, in London, do they understand this or do they... Do they subscribe to the to the thinking, the mentality that we can send what we want to Ukraine and do as much damage to Russia, whether it's on a military level or an economic level for that matter? We can do whatever damage we want to Russia, and they have no way of uh, retaliating. I mean, do, do you sense that there just is that type of hubris? Yes, I think there is. But I'm going to say something else, and this is something that I've heard now. Um, and this is, I've been heard this over very recently, I don't want to say more, but that there are people in Britain who are, the people who are driving all of this, for them this is payback. And that this isn't something I think we understand, but the payback specifically relates to Syria. That the British were very, very heavily invested in the regime change operation in Syria, the operation to try to get Assad overthrown. And the Russians came in, and they not only spoiled that, but that they took out, and I'm picking my words very carefully, a large number of British assets in the process, and that there is big, seething anger in London over this issue. And that in a way, that explains why the, why the British are acting in this visceral uh, uh, fashion, sending missiles, sending depleted uranium shells, trying to hurt the Russians in any conceivable way they can. Of course, the Russians, if there's any truth to this, and I suspect there probably is, by the way, if there's any truth to this, then I come back to what my original point. If... This all started as, with what the Russians did to British assets in Syria. 
then don't overlook the possibility that the Russians can do more of that in future. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think the Russians can can, can strike at uh, at Britain in many different ways, and I'm and I'm saying in many economic ways as well. I just yeah, don't know absolutely. what they are, but no. uh, you you get a lot of. I I, I get the sense reading reading various uh, articles, comments, social media uh, on this topic, I do get the sense that there are a lot of um, people on on the Russian side who are getting very, uh, um, very frustrated. Absolutely. The, the apparent, the apparent um, inaction from, yes. uh, from the Russian government. And I say it's apparent because we just don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. We don't know what sanctions they're preparing or what oil, I don't know, um, things they're doing, energy things they're doing to, to, to mess with, with the UK. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there, but there are no. people that are very, I mean, a lot of, a lot of people are saying, why well, Russia just, just absorbs these punches all the time. Just absorbs. You are absolutely, you are, you are absolutely correct about this. I mean, you know, whatever the Putin government wants to do they might say look we we don't want to respond directly we don't want to overreact to this what 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 we might see as an overreaction we want we don't want this thing to spiral out of control that's not a view that a lot of people in russia have in fact can i just say and it's important people understand this the pressure in russia the popular pressure is not to do less in terms of the conflict in Ukraine or against Britain. It is to do more. Most Russians would probably want to see Russia take a stronger line in Ukraine, and they would certainly like it to take a much stronger line against Britain. That's a thing people perhaps don't understand. So that's where all the pressure in Moscow is coming. And it would be very, very unwise to assume, if you were British, that the Russian government is always going to resist that pressure. And that's, that's, that's a danger which I think people in London are blind to. I think they assume that Vladimir Putin is somehow the absolute autocratic dictator of Russia. They can do whatever he likes. He's not going to attack Britain because he doesn't want to attack Britain. And we can just go, therefore, go on doing whatever we like. The reality is Putin has to function in a world where there is a Russian public opinion. And that is hardening against Britain. And an election. And, and an there's election an election coming, coming. exactly. Okay, we will leave it there. The Duran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Rockfin, Odyssey, Bitch Shoot, and Telegram. And go to the Duran shop, 10% off. Use the code good day.